Cheers. Welcome to Family Home Evening. We're some bad Mormons. It's actually not really evening yet. We're getting started early. It's 2 o'clock in the afternoon, but doesn't mean we haven't been drinking champagne since 8 a.m. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> we had a lovely, real early call time this morning. Sure did. Uh, we went, got up at 7 o'clock, drove to Seal Beach, and went to Which a, is almost Long Beach. Yeah, went to a steakhouse. A Japanese steakhouse. <laughs> you're wondering where this is going, aren't you? Also, hold on, let me stop right there. Just in case you're wondering, this is a podcast. <laughs> about drunk people who tell you drunk stories. While drunk. About being drunk. Okay, so we're back to the steakhouse. It's seven, it's, no, it's seven o'clock in the morning. We're up getting ready to go to the steakhouse to be there by nine. Correct. The show starts at nine. Technically should have been there at 830 but we left at eight. So, got it. Um, do you want to explain to the listeners what we were doing? We were at Breakfast with the Beatles. It's a KLOS radio show here in Southern California. It's been around since for fucking forever. Um, like, literally, like, the 80s. People have bought it out. It's been different things. But mainly, it's classic rock. Um, but every Sunday, Chris Carter does his Sunday night, or Sunday morning, very early morning, <laughs> Breakfast with the Beatles. I usually wake up to it when it's half over because I like to sleep in on my days off. But no, 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 no. Today was the first day since COVID that they had a live audience and we got to be part of it. Yes, we did. It was very fun. It was very fun. We drank mimosas. So many of them. There was a a buffet, which was very strange. The strangest buffet I've ever seen in my fucking life. Well, it was just strange to be at a buffet, first of all, because nobody was serving you. It was like all the hands. All the hands. (laughs) We're all over all the serving utensils, which was weird. New. (laughs) So new experience after the past year. And then, yeah, the food was like sushi or breakfast. Yeah, there was like tempura, there was crab. Yeah, I had tempura, broccoli, onion, miso soup, sushi, cream cheese wontons, egg rolls, or eggs, scrambled eggs, bacon, sausage, a little slider burger. Mm-hmm. French toast, you could make Pancakes. your own omelet. I realize this is very fascinating for you guys listening to, uh, but anyways. Are you hungry yet? Just wanted to let you know why we're drunk already at 2 o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday. Because usually I don't wake up until noon, so I would only be awake for two hours at this point, but yet I've been, I'm not going to throw up, drinking all day. (laughs) You know what? We don't need an excuse. We don't need to tell these people why we're drunk at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm an adult, and I drink the way that I want to. Uh, so cheers. Cheers. Ow. We opened a fancy bottle of wine to commemorate this, the 53rd episode 53rd of episode. Family Home Evening with Bad Mormons. We've been on air one year and one episode exactly. Thank you so much for hanging out this whole time, supporting us, engaging with us, making us feel loved and that we were valued. That's an interesting wine. I haven't sipped it yet. I'm scared. I know, because you won't shut the fuck up. Listen, I really <laughs> like to talk and hear my own voice. <laughs> That's weird. Maybe you should start a podcast. <laughs> you could hear your own voice, take pictures of yourself. Oh my god. Put yourself I'm living on the, the fucking internet. dream. I know. Am I living the dream? I think I'm living the fucking dream. And you're drinking what I used to refer to as crotch wine Ooh. back uh, in the Hawaii days because this was the wine that all the homeless people would put into their crotch and walk out of the store with because it's fancy. Stag's Leap. Merlot. It's a Merlot. 
I'm trying to make a play on stags and crotches, but it's not quite coming together for me. It's a 2017, and it's, what do you think? I think it's pretty good. Crotch. Wait, no. <laughs> it's pretty good. Actually, it's it's all the things I love. It tastes like sticks and pebbles and broken dreams, and it's a big winner. Mm-hmm. And I can understand why the homeless people would want to put it in their crotches. Hey, shout out to the patrons. Hey, patrons. You guys are bitching. Thanks for the wine, yo. Yeah, this wine is pretty good. Pretty great. We're enjoying it. This Because one, of your generous donations, we get to drink all of it. This one may or may not have been down a homeless man's pants. We'll you never know. That. You'll never know that. I, I just want you to know that anytime that I did have to fish wine, and do, right on the regular, have to fish wine out of people's pants, happened last week. I sanitized the bottle before I put it back on the shelf. I'm just kidding. I would never put it back on the shelf. How dare you? (laughs) I expect you to bring that shit home as a loss. Because as a person to pay full price, you should have a little discount bin of the homeless crotch. You call it the homeless crotch bin. Mm -hmm. I think corporate would really really go for that marketing idea. I think they'd really go for it. I think that it's great. That way they're not losing money. People feel like they're getting a deal. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, if it's lost, then the wine vendor takes it back. And I'm sure they sanitize it and sell it to somebody else. They don't know. So, That's anyway. That's a fact. We could, we, this is a new podcast called Fishing Wine Out of a Homeless Man's Crotch by Mandy and Charlotte. Fascinating. I'm into it. I'm into it. I'm pretty sure I have something to repent for, but I can't remember what it is. <laughs> As usual. I Oh, I was going to say this at the top. I forgot uh, the season. You know how we have discussed when does a podcast season start? When does it end? Right. I've decided that our season is called Infinity. Okay. So right. season Infinity episode fifty three today. All right, score. Yeah. And I actually do have something to repent for. I wrote down a few things, and only one of them made it to the sheet today. But everybody <laughs> keeps asking me. So you guys know we love Liquid Death. Mm-hmm. It's fucking badass. It's just water. Just water in a can. In a badass can that makes you look like a badass. You're drinking a beer. When you're drinking it, right? And so I bring it. I always throw a couple in the bag whenever we go to a party or something. Um, and everybody you know, says, oh, Mandy's drinking beer. I'm like, yeah. sure. Everyone needs to hydrate. So when, whenever I have one, everyone's always like, what's the deal with that? Like, you know, once they figure out it's just water and they feel stupid, stupid. for <laughs> thinking I was drinking, which I don't know why they care if I'm drinking. Right. But anyway. So I always tell them, obviously, the obvious, you know, you got to stay hydrated and you look like a badass. Also, uh, they support the arts, so they donate some money to art foundations. But the most important thing that I always forget to bring up, and I forgot to bring up last week when we were recording, and I forget to bring up at every party I'm drinking it at, is that they are super anti-plastic. They actually have a whole slogan, death to plastic, and they have these little plush animals for sale on their website, and it's like... Tommy the turtle and he's got like bloody straws in his nose and a seal with a plastic bag wrapped around its neck and they're like cute little you know doe-eyed kid toys but with like mutilated with plastic (laughs) amazing yeah it's great I love it and I want to buy all of those toys I think that's fucking hilarious yeah and not so it's not only the toys but they're they're 
huge into anti-plastic right. and like diverting plastic and stopping plastic from getting stopping any more manufacturing and use of plastics right. so like if you buy merch from them it comes in in paper uh, paper bag there's no it's all recyclable there's no plastic and lining in there or anything like that and they have i think i mentioned this on a podcast a few weeks ago but i kind of forgot about it and it's worth bringing up again if you buy like two cases of water from their website they will send you a pack of postage stamps basically it's like a 30 dollar value but it's a uh, USPS approved, you know, United States Postal Service approved mailing label, essentially, and you get 30 of them. And you, <laughs> their whole thing is you just stick it on an empty Coke bottle or a Pepsi bottle and it, they will mail it to oh. Coke and Pepsi. And it's got the address and everything already pre-printed That's on it. fucking awesome. And their whole, I wish I, I want to read the whole like spiel, but you should just go to their website and check it out for yourself. But it's like, you know, hear it you know, liquid death. We hate plastic. But you know who loves plastic? Coke and Pepsi. And they won't fucking stop manufacturing it. So we thought, if they love plastic so much, why don't we send them all the plastic that they keep making? Yes. And I just thought that was so fucking funny. But yeah, you buy some water from their website. They'll deliver it to your house. And then they will give you, if you so request it. So I'm walking it. down the street. I see a fucking two liter bottle of Pepsi, whatever. And it's just, it didn't make it in the trash can. I put this label on it. And then I just throw it in the nearest uh, mailbox. I kind of feel bad for the mailman. Well, here's the thing too. They say at the end they're like, they're like, you know, frequently asked questions. Does USPS approve of this? Absolutely, 100%. They're cool with it. And then they say, but don't be a dick. Wash it out first. Like, okay, don't put dirty. It's kind of my thought. <laughs> dirty, scummy plastic. Right. I don't want there the to mail. be sugar all over other people's mail. Yeah. Like, like, oh, you know, I didn't quite get the last drops off let me just put it in with everybody else's mail yeah okay cool so it's um, like a fuck you to coke and pepsi but don't, don't be, be a, a dick. dick to everybody else no i'm 100 percent involved in that so anyway i repent that was a long-winded repentance but uh i repent for not saying one of the most important things about the water company which is that they're super anti-plastic which is hell of important and we need, all need to actually start paying attention to that because i just read a statistic somewhere that was like by 2050 or somewhere that's not that far away uh there will be more plastic in the ocean than fish oh that's fucked up yeah yeah and all you have to do is fucking google turtle and like six pack ring you're not gonna like what you fucking see Mm -hmm. it's depressing not to mention that giant garbage island the size of texas that's floating out in the ocean oh i haven't seen that but oh my god you haven't the size of Texas. The size of... Texas is gigantic. Google it. How does it all accumulate in one spot? That's, how, that's why it's a problem. It's just, like, attracted to itself kind of a thing? It's, or... uh, yeah, something about the currents here. Let's... We'll pause. Uh, oh, actually, while I'm looking this up, I wanted to say... Uh, also, we... Last week, when we were talking with Erica... Was that last week or the week before? No, it was the week before. Oh. So the week before, when we were talking with Erica, and we were talking about the who gives a crap toilet paper, um, I jumped in, I bit the bullet, I decided I was going to try the who gives a crap toilet we paper. We have an entire case of it. So here's the deets, people. It's 50 bu- or fifty rolls, 40 bucks, um, and then they put you on a... Subscription. Subscription, exactly. They're, they are all very adorably wrapped. Super cute. I love everything about it, except for the feel of the toilet paper is not my favorite. I 
didn't it's care not about it. Bad, but it's not fabulous. For somebody to say it's the softest toilet paper that's ever touched their butthole is a lie. <laughs> All I was trying to say was like thumbs neutral. Thumbs neutral on the toilet paper. Okay, I got the I got the facts on the Great Pacific Garbage Patch uh, in the ocean. Do you want to know how big it is? Yeah, but how big is it? It is the GPGP, which is apparently has its own acronym, is the estimated surface area is 1.6 million square kilometers, an area twice the size of Texas. Jesus. And three times the size of France. That's, in, well, that's insane. Right? And where is it at? Uh, it's in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. The Great Pacific Garbage Patch. It's the largest accumulation of ocean plastic in the world. It's located between Hawaii and California. That's just stupid. I mean, not stupid. It's stupid that it even exists because it, and everyone's like, I don't get it. I throw my plastic in the trash. Why should it matter? And nobody can comprehend the fact that that trash goes from a landfill and f- eventually ends up in the fucking mm-hmm. ocean. So it's estimated that 1.15 to 2.41 million tons of plastic enters the ocean each year from rivers. More than half the plastic is less dense than the water, meaning that it will not sink, it floats. So the stronger, more buoyant plastics show resiliency in the marine environment, allowing them to be transported over extended surfaces. So it's basically like a boat for the lighter plastic. Uh, They persist at the surface, the sea surface, uh, as they make their way offshore, transported by the converging currents and finally accumulating in the patch. So it's almost like the jet stream, you know, how the currents mirror the jet stream in the air. Um, And once they get in there, then they're unlikely to leave unless they degrade into smaller microplastics uh, under the effects of the sun, waves, and marine life. As more and more plastics are discarded into the environment, microplastic concentration in the Great Pacific Garbage Patch will only continue to increase. That's also not great to have microplastics in the water either. No, fuck no. This is why I don't have children. Well, this is one of the many reasons I don't have children. Uh, I don't have to worry about my kids fucking dealing with this shit. Yeah, I'm reading this off of, if anybody's interested, I'm just, I'm reading this off of theoceancleanup.com. But yeah, in case you hadn't heard about it, Great Pacific Garbage Patch, it's a huge problem. Plastic is a huge problem. And that's one of the reasons at the end of this very long repentance why I love the company Liquid Death. I like to be hydrated. I like to look like a badass. And I don't like plastic. And we should all try to use less plastic, so I'm going to repent for all the plastic I've used. Metal straws, best friends. I have nothing to repent for. I'm amazing. Did you know that more people have died from COVID this year than in all of 2020? Well, that's fucked up. Right? Don't we we have a a vaccine? We have a vaccine because we're a rich country. Oh, right, 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 right. We're talking globally. Yeah. Forgot we care about other people. I'm just kidding. We care about other people. (laughs) Yeah. So all you people who are not getting your vaccine because you're... That's your fucking privilege talking, You don't believe in it. Why don't you get your vaccine, send it on over to India where they would fucking be so delighted to have something like that. Right. To save their lives. 100%. I don't think we've disclosed our vaccine status. Oh, we are 100% vaccinated. Yeah. We done. We done with that. We ready. Happy to do it. Do yeah. it again if I had to. I will take those booster shots all day long. Yeah. It wasn't the greatest experience, the post-vaccine, but you know what? In the grand scheme of things, it wasn't that bad. Here's my theory on that. 
So, Mandy got sick first. I got sick, like, four days behind her. Greg was, like, two weeks behind us. But, you know, small house. We all lived together. So, that's how that worked. And Mandy... So, and then go back. So, Mandy was the most sick. I was second most sick. Craig was hardly sick at all. Now we go backwards. Craig was the first person to get his vaccine. Had very little symptoms, if any. I think he, he sweat in the middle of the night and had a little bit of a headache. Me, I, I had a fever in the middle of the night. Felt really hungover the next day. Mandy, however, was sick for like a couple days. Four days. Four days. Not feeling great. So, it's just... But... To be, so it's like, oh, did our vaccines kind of work the way that we got sick with COVID? And we just happen to know that. Me and Craig both took Pfizer, though. Mandy took Johnson & Johnson. That's the only disconnect there. So it's hard, it's hard to say. If we all had taken Pfizer, I would be slam dunk on my science on this. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a scientist I fucked up now. the control. I fucked up the control yeah, clini- clinical. What do you call that? I don't know. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> The control something. Anyways, science words. You know what we're saying. Been drinking since eight. What? (laughs) Um, But yeah, anyways, get your vaccine. Don't be a douche. Yeah. (laughs) Stop being a douche. Stop being privileged. It's not that bad. You're not going to grow arms out of your forehead. One of our sisters, I won't name a name, is saying she's not getting it. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And she's like, oh, so-and-so at work is really pushing to have everybody get it. And I get this. That person at work sucked ass, and I'm not a fan. So she's like, oh, I'm not doing it because she wants it so badly, and I want to give it to her. I was like, I get what you're saying, but you can't be an asshole about this. I wasn't going to get it either because she and I were talking, and I was like, eh, okay. I don't know. I feel like I just don't need it. I already had it. It's fine. And then you realize, like, you you kind of have to. Like, and you can get it twice. So. Well, no, no, it's not that. It's just I just didn't want to. It's it's scary. It's like you don't oh, know I what's in it. You don't know what's in it. You don't know what it's going to do to you. It's completely like it's never been. You've never. There's never been a, a vaccine that's been rolled out so quickly with so little testing. Hey, this is the misinformation on this. So one of my clients works on vaccines, not this vaccine, but on vaccines in general. She's like, COVID has been around forever. Like they've been researching this shit for so long. COVID nineteen is a different strain. This is part of the SARS and all of that shit. So they've actually been working on vaccines for this for a very long time, but they never had the, the, not the research, they didn't have the money for it, really. And there wasn't a huge need for it because it was never this strong. Well, as things do, as they're not progressingly, you know, like if a virus thinks it's not going to survive, it's going to mutate till it does. And it kept doing that till it became what it is now to where it's so strong that it's fucking killing people. Um, But the truth of the matter is, is they have the basics for it. So it's not that it got rolled out so quickly. They've been working on this vaccine for a very long time. And that's also why the vaccine doesn't go after the virus itself. It goes after the coronavirus, which is the crown, which is the protein that actually attaches to you. And as that protein wears off and comes down, the virus then gets into your system. That's why it takes days to get to you, right? So what the vaccine does is it goes and attacks that crown. So that's why variants will be, um, now mind you, I'm not a fucking scientist. This is what's been told to me. Do your own fucking research. I, I, I don't know for sure, but this is what I've been told. And that's why variants won't matter so much is because it's not actually going after the virus itself. It's going after that protein that's attaching to you. That's then getting, you know, as that it will get you sick, that carries the virus. Dr. Charlotte here. 
MD. Not a scientist. Yeah. Not a doctor. <laughs> yeah. So get your vaccine, I guess, is what we're saying. I mean, I can see why people are scared is all I was saying. Like, I can see why people are nervous and afraid of it. And that's why, what I was thinking, too. Oh, totally. And I was just trying to give a perspective of why you don't need to be scared. Yeah. Yeah. So get out and get your fucking vaccine and quit being a little bitch. Hair, hair. What's cool? Mm, myth, mythic Quest is cool. What's Mythic Quest? Uh, you've seen Always Sunny in Philadelphia, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Rob McAmillan, I don't know whatever his name is, and then Charlie Day. Charlie Day's not starring or, or acting in it, but he's also a writer on it. They made their own show on Apple TV called Mythic Quest, Raven's Edge, I think, Raven's Revenge or something like that. I watched it on the plane coming back from Mexico, and I was like, this shit is fucking awesome. And so I've been binge-watching it the last couple days, and I'm a big fucking fan. It's about this guy who came up with the video game, so it's the first-person play. I forget, there's a name for it, RPG or some shit like that. Role-playing game? Yeah, essentially, it's like... Trying to think, it's like Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption. There's one before that, but I can't think of anything else. Um, oh, first person shooter. Yeah, but it's also like you have a storyline, and it, the story can change. It's not like normal video games that I'm used to, which is Mario and go about your <laughs> shit, right? And I know once 64 came out, you could go into different worlds and whatnot, but I I got motion sickness. I can't play that shit. Um, but you know, even like Grand Theft Auto, right? So this is a, a game, and it's again Rob. McElhaney. That's a McElhaney. Um, was he's just such a douche in it. He's got this big beard that's clearly dyed dark, and like he's got rings on every finger because he's just that douche. And he's like, I created this this whole world, and I'm such and okay, Mandy's got rings on every single <laughs> one of her fingers, so apparently Mandy's a douche too. Wow, I didn't know wearing rings made you a douche. I didn't know. You even looked at him and said, Why is Rob looking like a total douche? <laughs> I did. It was more about the facial hair and less about the rings. I was, I was just, just trying to get all the minute details in. <laughs> no, it's true. He was wearing rings on every finger. Um. Anyways, it's just really fucking funny. If you don't have Apple TV, check it out. Like, or if you can't check it out. Find somebody who has it, and then check it out. It's, it's only on Apple TV. I I got it on Plex because I have friends who hook who, it up, who hook things up legally, totally legally. <laughs> Cool. That is cool. Anything cool that you've been watching or reading? No, or it's been a really hard week. I barely. It's Sunday right now. This is getting released, and you're getting no editing hour, on this. Hours. So, yeah, it's been. Uh, I haven't done anything. I haven't listened to anything. I've just been at work. It's been stupid. I'm over I, it. So sorry. So I'm gonna quit my job, and go on tour with the Grateful Dead. Right. You know, I have a joke for you. Tell me. How many Grateful Dead groupies does it take to change a light bulb? How many? <laughs> Zero. They keep following it till it burns out and then they keep following it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Grateful I fucking hate the Grateful Dead. I can't believe I even chose that as a metaphor. Grateful Dead sucks. I was going to say that's a good joke for Grateful Dead or fish. 
Mm. Try the one. But fish is better than the Grateful Dead. I'll give them that. I just feel like if you're going to quit, I feel like that's a thing that people do. They're like quit their job and then do something really stupid, which is nothing with their life, which is follow the Grateful Dead. I'm sorry. I know there's a lot of our listeners out there who love the Grateful Dead. I never understood it. I never will. And I'm judging you for it. Casey Jones is okay. (laughs) Oh, the song? Yeah. (laughs) Right? That's that's the only song that I know that they do. <laughs> hey, um, I have a I have a little treat for you, Charlotte. Ooh. In our Mormon Trail cookbook, there's a, a little intro, some little intro pages that I didn't really read. And there's something here called a typical day on the Mormon Trail. Sounds sexy. Uh, so the first winter spent at Winter Quarters, that's capitalized, so I'm assuming that's a location. Gave Brigham Young much time to contemplate the upcoming journey. During this time, Young and the company captains mapped out the daily activities of the pioneers. God, could you imagine if this was your life? No. The activities were designed to give people energy through food and rest, time for proper care of their animals and personal belongings, and time to spend in worship and prayer. Okay? So here's a typical day. 5 a.m. Bugle call. Rise. Pray, attend to the team. Did you say Google call? Bugle. Got it, got it, got it. Makes way more sense. Okay, go on. So at the bugle call, you rise, pray, attend to the team, and eat breakfast at 5 a.m. At 7 a.m., you depart on the day's journey, stop for dinner, eat prepared food to make the best use of travel time. Oh, that's at noon, sorry. You stop for dinner. Why do they call dinner noon? Okay, wait, let me try that again. When you go to sleep so early in the day. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, at 1 p.m., you depart for the rest of the day's journey. So that's after dinner. Uh, And then it just says evening, stop, draw up camp, eat supper. Okay, dinner's lunch, supper's dinner. Got it. Why? I just had a flashback. That actually kind of resonates somehow. Which is stupid. Grandma used to say supper. Mm -hmm. And for supper. On 8.30 p.m., return to tents, pray, and at 9 p.m., in bed with fires out. No jello? No jello. Well, it just doesn't say what you're eating. It says just Maybe it's supper. praying time. Maybe there's some jello snacks. <laughs> uh, now listen to this. On Saturday evenings, they would pitch camp and remain there until Monday morning, keeping Sunday as their day of worship and rest. Occasionally, the pioneer's mundane daily routine would be broken by the sighting of a landmark or an unusual occurrence such as seeing indians or other travelers and <laughs> buffalo herds remember you're on the trail like, Ooh, look an indian <laughs> it's it. like you when we were in cedar creek oh look it's a polygamist i'm like mandy stop taking pictures it's embarrassing you're like when do you see polygamists <laughs> well it wasn't just polygamists they were like the fundamentalist with the long braids and the long dresses and stuff i thought that was implied oh Poly- and you don't just know a polygamist from just seeing them it's the dresses where you're skin is completely covered and your the dress is all the way up to your neck and you've got the braids i forgot you were too young to live with the polygamists that look like normal I people i had no idea <laughs> no idea yeah you missed out on that so is yeah that, when i think you... of polygamists i think of like totally normal you know people <laughs> living a weird lifestyle with a commune a compound with a lot of a lot of people and too many people in one small space yama people yama yama kill a lot of people out there today. <laughs> all right so knowing that i found a recipe to read to you 
that you're gonna have to pair a drink with. Okay. Okay. The so recipe. I, pre- I prayed all day. You prayed all day. Let's had see some it's Saturday. Food. You've got the day off tomorrow. You, you've got the day off for worship. You don't have to build, pitch your whatever the fuck hungover. <laughs> pitch your camp, tent your pitch. You're going to eat for dinner or supper? I'm going to say supper. Supper. For supper. If it's nighttime foods. You're going to eat something called meager milk soup. Ew. Okay. Damn it, Mandy. <laughs> this is one egg, a piece of butter the size of an egg. <laughs> Fine by me. You're three he- got me. Three heaping tablespoons of flour, a pinch of soda, three pints of boiling milk, salt and pepper. So you're placing the Biscuit. egg. You're placing the egg, the egg-sized no, no. butter, flour and soda in a bowl, stir into a stiff dough, chop with a knife into tiny pieces, stir in boiling milk seasoned with pepper and salt, boil for a minute or two deconstructed biscuit (laughs) (laughs) a deconstructed it's more like a dumpling but it's just a dumpling in saturated and boiled milk hot milk and mind you you're on the prairie so it's hot already (laughs) you want some like hot dumpling milk soup and let's not forget that that milk just got squoze out of a cow's tit (sighs) oh god grossest (laughs) thing i've ever put in my mouth not like horizon organic at the grocery store I never want to go on a fucking farm ever again. Um, what are you going to drink with that? Mimosa. <laughs> Carson, uh, please. Thank you. I'm going to eat some all that mess with milk and dumplings with orange juice and champagne. Sounds like a breakfast of a supper of champions. <laughs> Sounds like I'll shoot myself later. <laughs> what would you pair with it? I didn't think about myself because I was too busy making fun of you making <laughs> having to do it. Well, I know my answer was solid, but I want the like lightest an actual answer. Like I think the I want the lightest thing I could possibly drink, like a gin and tonic or a you know lime vodka soda. Something that won't add any weight to the butter, flour, and milk that I'm drinking as a soup. I think I say it a lot, but a pilsner. It's beer. It's light. It might dissipate some of that fucking milkness. Yeah, you need something to cut through, like, the heavy, rich butter, flour, cream. It's basically cream, right? It's out of a cow's tit. Correct. It's not, like, 1%. It's like You're, heavy ass shit. It's heavy whipping cream right there. Craig, I know Craig's answer would be um, cranberry and ba- and Bailey's. Cranberry <laughs> and Bailey's. <laughs> it's his joke for everything. He's like, I like a cranberry and Bailey's. Well, Craig is never funny, but it's just not funny for me because I've heard it a million times. It's funny for everybody else. It's disgusting. <laughs> it is disgusting, and that's why he says it. And he would never drink it, but he'll order it. Now all I can vision is. Uh, what is his name? Burgundy? Ron, Ron Burgundy. Burgundy. He's jogging and he just starts drinking milk. He's like, milk was a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> You're on the trail. You're drinking your hot milk butter soup. You're like, look, there's an Indian. While Brigham Young making you, forcing you to pray and trying to marry your children. Sounds like a really good life. Correct. I'm so glad mom didn't. I'm so sad mom didn't stay. <laughs> With the polygamists? I, that could have been my life. Yeah, it could have. You could have been a sister wife right now. I wonder, I have to wonder how long that would have lasted for. Well, if you didn't know any better. That's the thing. 
is my strong personality because of the way I was raised? Or do I just have a strong personality and it would have never worked? Because you see that escaping the face and there's or faith and some people just like this is not my fucking life and I've gotta get the fuck out of here because I'm gonna get married off next week and I gotta go. Yeah, nature versus nurture. Right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like there's a combination of both in there. Who knows, man? Mm-hmm. Okay, we wanna take a word from our sponsors? Sure, yeah. Let's hear a word from our sponsors. Wives 3 and 5 have you in the doghouse? Wives 2 and 4 experiencing Shark Week in their garments? Wife 1 just looking so much like, ugh, old wife number 1? Have we got the solution for you? Why not give Prophets of Porno Polygamy Chatline a call? It's a choose-your-own-adventure here on Pops Chatline. You select the number of wives you want to chat with, sit back, and let the fun begin. When one of your pop wives just isn't cutting the casserole, push the number on your touchtone telephone to switch over to your next dream wife. Best part, none of the wives on the Profits for Porno chat line are over 14. No nagging, and anything goes. The Profits of Porno chat line costs a nominal 11% tithing of your monthly income. But keep in mind, the more money you make, the more the babies bake. So call us now at one 888 That number again is one 888 Profits of Porno is part of Heavenly Father's plan in four states. And just like that, we're back. hey Unbelievable. That's some good quality content. Sure is. For the internet. Sure is. Uh, I have some ideas for some future commercials, some future mm-hmm. sponsorships. Um, I'm not going to spoil it, but I think you're going to really like it. I'm pretty excited. Uh, we kind of skipped current events, but I wanted to tell you, I don't know if I, how much of this I told you, but I was at work yesterday, and on my work email, I got an email from, it said President Donald J. Trump. And I was like... That's funny. <laughs> I was like, he's not the president. And also, why is he sending me emails to my work email? And so I opened it up, and it was one of those, like, classic Trump emails. And it kept saying, President Trump, President Trump. Like, he's really not letting it go. He needs you. You know, you could win a trip to meet President Trump and have lunch with him in person. You know, and try to basically solicit donations. And I was talking to my coworker, and I was like, but what am I donating to? Like, I can't see. There's no obvious... What, what is, is there it? a click here? Yes. Give money. No, thing? yeah, there's yeah. all kinds of ways to donate, but I don't know going. what it's what he's soliciting funds for. Like, why, why, why do you want my money? What are you trying to get at, right? And I was really genuinely curious, right? He's not campaigning for anything, and he's not the president, and he's just some dude who's got a mailing list. So I was like digging through there, and I realized it. Um, if you read the very fine print at the bottom, it is campaigning and, and it is a campaign fund and it tells you like how much you can legally donate, stuff like that. It also, like any raffle or prize drawing uh, contest, it has a way for you to do it without paying because it's illegal to make somebody pay for you to enter a contest. Right. So it was like, you know, click this link to, you know, no purchase necessary. This is how you can enter to win. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> so I clicked it, entered my name and everything. I did, I put in my work email address again because they, they already have that one. I, have, I obviously didn't put in my phone number. Um, and I was like, you know, how fucking fun would that be to win a trip 
to go meet Donald Trump. And there, there would have to be some really cool way to like smartly and subtly dig at him in a way that he doesn't even know he's being dug at. And well, he's an idiot, so it wouldn't be too hard. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. That's you what say I'm saying. It like, you say it with a smile and you say it complimentarily, but the words. Right. So we're complimentary. Yeah. So that's what I'm thinking. Like there's got to be, and we know enough smart people and you could, I'm sure you could solicit smart people who would, you know, love, love a chance it. to like sabotage this guy or whatever. So <laughs> I entered the contest. If I win, we're going to have a lot of work to do really quick, but I'm going to make sure that it's worthwhile. Uh, and <laughs> I, I'm actually really excited at the prospect of it. So I entered the contest and then on my way to work, uh, yesterday, I noticed the Trump merch stands. So I don't know if you guys have this where you live, obviously. I hope you don't, to be Obviously, honest. if you're in other countries, you don't. But here, especially in Orange County, California, there's a lot of Trump supporters. And we have these, like, little easy-up tents that people just pop up on the street, wherever the fuck they want. Public property. And they just sell merch. You know, it's like t-shirts that say Trump saves America or MAGA or whatever the fuck. It says, and so these, this one has popped up around the corner from our house, and I was like, what the fuck are they, what the fuck are they even selling? So, I looked closely, and it's Trump 2024 flag, so it is campaigning. That you're, He's set, starting to send out the solicitation emails, and he, there are people who have Trump 2024 merch, essentially, like, just putting it out into the universe for the campaign for the next, like, presidential election four years from now. So, so there's stupid. been no official... So stupid. But I thought he's coming back in August. I'm honestly just genuinely confused about what's happening. It's... This election is three and a half years away and he's campaigning. Okay, but one campaigning, two already said he's going to just dissipate. Something's going to happen in government where he's just going to magically get reinstated in August. The dude... It'd be one thing if this was just QAnon bullshit, but the dude said it himself. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, know. it's not going to, because he's course. fucking insane. But at the end of the day, the guy's fucking lost his mind. Right. And I just have to wonder, too, about the people who are... I'm sure there's a lot of money in Trump merch, because at least around here, there's a lot of people that support him. A lot of people that will go and pay $25 for that shirt you paid $2 for. You know what I mean? But, like, that's a ballsy move. I guess it's not. I guess it's not. Not for that douche. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking more about the people who are out there right now, right around they're the corner from paid. us right now. Getting paid. No, they're not. They're making money off of selling that merch. They're getting paid, though. I literally have Who's thought about them? this. They're getting paid from selling the merch, right? Is that what you're they're saying? Either taking, they're either taking, they're getting the money directly themselves or they're being paid by a corporation. One of the two. When, I, when we lived in Mission Viejo and I dropped out of elementary school and I was decidedly decided Decidedly. Yes. Um, going to start doing hooked on phonics and hooked on math instead of an actual education. I would sell candy and soda pop to all of the kids out front. Of course, I kept all that money. I paid for it up front. I went to Costco. Blah, blah, blah. Why? How is this any different? No. So, yeah. I, I, we're not, I don't so my thought is we should be doing that too. Yeah. No, we're not. We're not arguing. We're saying the same thing. Right. I just was confused when you said they're getting paid. Well, they're getting I, paid. It's not like they have an employer who's no, sending no, no, them no, out sorry. there. They're to... making money. Yes, they're making yeah. money by selling that merch. Yeah, that was my whole point. Oh, sorry. I, I, yeah, that was I, my... thought, I thought that was clear, but... No, no, no. That was my whole point, was that they're making a ton of money doing that shit. Those right. are I mean, I hate Trump, and There's I'm almost about to do it. 
I'm gonna, like, oh, bitch, I'm sorry, is this your corner? Because it's my fucking corner now. Pro Trump, give me that money. Yeah, and then take all the money and donate it <laughs> donate to, to something else. Planned Parenthood. Hey, thank you. Yeah, I'll do Planned Parenthood. So, anyways, what, what I, the point I was trying to get at was that I think that we should take our podcast, set up next to a Trump booth, and do a, record a live show there, maybe interact with some of the Trump people that are coming up there. And if we could be smart and we could be funny, we could think about questions to ask them in ways that we could engage with them that would be funny for our listeners on our podcast because we know you guys, listener, we know that you are not a Trump supporter. And how fun would it be if we could trick Trump supporters into saying stupid things for your entertainment? Would you be interested in that? Would you be interested in that? I'd be interested in that. I think it would be fun. I think it'd be really fun. I'm also thinking about how I'm going to get rich on selling Trump merch. <laughs> I've lost her. She's gone. <laughs> she, <laughs> she's already formulated the next business plan. I'm just plan. saying, it's going to say 45 and then 47, but in the, I'm sorry, what was it? The G-I-D? Mm-hmm. The G-I-D? The G-I-D it's, layer? It's going to say, fucking sucks. <laughs> so they'll have this Trump shirt, but when the lights go off or they're in some sort of black light, it'll be like, Trump fucking sucks. Yes, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Sorry, my genius brain was going. The GID layer. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Or we could do some sort of subliminal messaging that you really wouldn't know unless you know. Right. Mm -hmm. So, listener, if you have any uh, brilliant ideas, questions we can ask Trump supporters to make them look stupid, any sort of background in art design, specifically subliminal messaging, reach out to us at FHEBadMormons.com. Yes. That would be amazing because mm-hmm. you know what? We're kind of smart, but we're not that smart. We need we need, we need your brain. We need you. Step up for your country because <laughs> or it's going to get not, overrun by these fucking idiots. Or if it's not your country, just step up to help out a country in need. Yeah. If you're not in this country, we actually super need your help because <laughs> who knows how this virus is going to spread. I'm not talking about the coronavirus. I'm talking about this fucking bullshit Trump virus. Mm, it's gross. <laughs> and it's icky and we hate it. Yeah. Um, that's actually a really good segue. You know what else is icky? I was trying to think of what kind of a story could we tell this week? Because we've told a lot of our stories. But I have one that I think is pretty fucking funny. Do you remember the time when mom was living in East LA somewhere? I forget the name of the town. Westminster. Westminster. And she was uh, a caretaker for this old lady. And she had all... It was when Prop 8 was being debated. So Prop 8 was in... Prop 8 has been around twice. So this this Prop 8 was in 2008. Okay. I think it was the first time around. Second time around. Oh, that's the second time around. Prop 8 was regarding same-sex marriage. And uh, in California specifically. So California started issuing licenses to same-sex couples on June 16th. Somebody's birthday... That we can't say last names. It's Matt. Oh, okay. Like, oh. <laughs> right, that is Matt. Uh-huh. Uh, June 16th, 2008. Uh, and that was as a result of the Supreme Court of California. So they decided it was legal, and they, so they started issuing marriage licenses to same-sex couples. So that's June of 2008. So the story that I'm thinking of was in October of 2008 and this so this was prop 8 a bunch of people were fucking pissed off and if you look at the way that California's population is distributed there's a 
California's a huge state and gigantic. The whole coast is a lot of uh, people and a lot of left-leaning people, and the rest of the state is super right. Right. So if you go into like, I almost said landlocked, but that's not entirely true. Like the rural. It's the rural areas where the farms are. It's where the the people of the earth are, mm-hmm. if you will. Which is the same in every state, right? There's a right. city where most people live, right? That are progressive. And then there's people who don't like other people, obviously, and they leave and they don't live around other people. Right. (laughs) So you can kind of boil it down to that. So anyways, October. So Prop 8 is basically a proposition that's trying to repeal uh, the same-sex marriage. uh, A lot of people had um, stickers in their window that said no on hate and that it was H8. No on hate because we don't want that kind of fucking hatred. We are all inclusive. We like LG, LGTP. There's not a P in there. <laughs> we like everyone and we feel like everyone. And if should, there's a P in there, I'm going to go for it. <laughs> we like everyone and we feel like everyone should have the same rights. 100%. Well, it's then, not my business who you fuck. And you know what? The majority. Or you don't fuck. And you know what? The majority of the state agreed, and that's why the fucking thing passed. Right. But there was enough people who got enough signatures that were like, they were trying to put out this amendment that was basically called Proposition 8, and they were going to ban and, and nullify those marriages that had already happened. And it was a big deal at the time because, you know, now same-sex marriage is pretty commonplace and nobody blinks an eye at it. But back then it was a really big deal to be able to be legally married to the person that you love and the, your life partner and have them be able to go to the hospital and make decisions, you know, right. for you and on your behalf that you want them to do. Yeah. You don't want your mother who shunned you because you came out make your life choices for you on your deathbed when your partner who you've been with for 15 years who loves you who loves you and you've been together side by side can't make that decision like do you want that to be your life exactly no exactly and so proposition eight uh actually when we were so the story that i'm thinking of this proposition was set to be decided in november of 2008 and we were there in october visiting our mother who was living in westminster and she was the queen of Prop 8. She wa- she was all she was super vocal about wanting it to pass. She kept saying things like, "You said it last night, which I totally forgot." I love the gays. Right. Oh, I love the I gays. Love I the just gays. don't think that they should be married. Yeah, a marriage is between a man and a woman. So she had all these signs in her yard and she had this huge stack of papers of printouts of names and phone numbers to cold call. There was thousands of names on these lists and I don't know where the the numbers were generated from or whatever but it was basically just like cold, you know she was getting on the phone and cold calling people saying like hey do you know about Prop 8 and trying to explain to them why they should vote for it <laughs> and our poor mother we give her shit a lot on this podcast she she little does she realize she has a lot of like really conservative backwoods ideas about things and for some reason, she had seven children, so not only does her vote get canceled out once, but there are six other people <laughs> that are voting against the exact opposite thing that she votes for every time. So it's like... It's true. It's it true. cracked me up sometimes to think about that. So you've got... I, we weren't all there. We weren't... All the kids weren't there, but a lot of us were there. Like, I was there, and Laurie was there for sure, because there was also a an Alkaline Trio right. Gaslight Anthem Rise Against Thrice show that was Ooh. fucking incredible that we had to see. Oh, actually, I'm going to tell that story in a minute. Um, that's why we were there. You were there for sure. Um, maybe Tiffany was there, but a lot of the kids were there. Right. And I don't know, how many signs did she have in the front yard? Like 12? 
A lot. A lot. He's like, fuck off, Mom. We get, oh, I'm sorry, are you against this? Yeah. <laughs> so we started just taking the signs out, and I don't know if she had a backlog of them or she had a storage she shed or something. She kept putting them back out. So then we started defacing them and just writing, like, you know, we would change it instead of saying yes on aid, it'd be no hate, you know, right. so it would be basically giving the diff- a different message, but the signs were still there, so she didn't realize <laughs> that we were, <laughs> that we were sabotaging her message. Yes. And uh, then we would go and take the, the stacks of papers to cold call people, and then we all started cold calling people and telling them that they should vote no on eight because it was here's why. infringing <laughs> on people's rights, and, you know, it was, it, it, our mom was so fucking pissed. <laughs> You know what? <laughs> she deserves it. Actually, I think she was less pissed and more just exasperated. So, well, I just don't know what to do with you kids. Yeah. And I, I remember specifically telling her, I was like, one of my friends from San Francisco, Dennis, who, you know, my mom knows, my mom loves. I was like, so you're trying to tell me that you don't think Dennis should be able to be married to the person that he loves? Well, I love Dennis. You know, I don't, you know. No, what she would say to me is like, no, 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 I love the gays. I just don't think that they they can have the same rights as all the other married people. You just can't call it marriage because that's what it's called in the Bible. Right. And it's like, mom, that that's not the way the fucking law works. Because even though separation of church and state are supposed to be a fucking thing, marriage and the Bible somehow are now integrated so I was like, no, it has to be called fucking marriage or this shit isn't going to work. Right. And also, fuck you. Like, well, yeah, I was trying to get her to, like, associate it with a person that she knows and that right. she loves. Like, hey, your this decision and this path that you're taking your is friend. hurting this person right. that we you supposedly love. You know, and she just, yeah, did not get it. Oh, no, I love Dennis. I would, like you said, he should be able to get married, but she, yeah, it can't Just be legal. Just married, Mary. Yeah. That's a man and a woman. So it was like, just pounding your head bloody on a brick wall trying to talk to her about anything (laughs) which is why we found other outlets (laughs) 100 percent. yeah that was a lot of fun it's not a a super long story but it's one that makes me chuckle oh uh, you know what i was gonna tell you uh i was gonna tell you about the show that we went to see the reason that laurie and i were there vandalizing mom's hate campaign Mm -hmm. (laughs) was uh the Hollywood Palladium. I had never been there before. It had just been remodeled and revamped. And there was this weekend-long show of Alkaline Trio, Gaslight Anthem, Thrice, and Rise Against. I only got to go to the one night of it, which was on Halloween itself. But it was. Uh, it started out with um, Alkaline Trio was the opener. No, Thrice was the opener. And it was basically the band wearing all gorilla masks. To this day, I have no idea what they look like other than seeing them in magazines because that was the only show I've ever been to. <laughs> it was fucking awesome. And then Alkaline Trio played and they were wearing, they were dressed up as the characters from Funny Games. Have you seen that? Uh-uh. Oh, it's a fucking horrifying horror movie. Ooh, uh, I like horror movies. Yeah, it's, it's like... I don't want to give anything away, but it's traumatic. We'll watch it after this. It's traumatic as fuck, and it's really How good. How traumatic? There's a no. It's not not that bad, but oh no. But I don't like. I don't mind when things resonate it's or linger. But I don't like if I have to think about it like a week later and be like, oh, well, I, don't I like can't that tell movie. you how long you're going to think about it. I mean, I, I, I love the movie. There's two versions of it. There's you're a like fucked up shit though. There's a European version and a U.S. version, and the U.S. version is actually very similar to the original. They're both good. Anyway, the trio was dressed up as the killers from <laughs> from that movie, All and right. then Rise Against was the uh, was the big headliner, uh, and it was fucking it was a fucking amazing show. It was Halloween, 
And I just remember coming out of that show. <laughs> well, first of all, I remember getting dropped off at that show, and Mom had her minivan, you know? Yes. And so she drops us off. I dropping you guys off. Yeah, she drops us off at the Palladium. And, you know, we're right out in front. There's a big line of people waiting to get in. And we open the door and we're like, bye, Mom! Really loud, like getting dropped off in a minivan. We're obviously adults, you know? <laughs> and that's why it's fucking hilarious. But it was really funny just to be like, bye, Mom! Getting dropped off in the minivan at the punk rock show. <laughs> the Palladium. <laughs> like pushing 30. <laughs> or I was over 30 by then, probably. It's fantastic. Uh, yeah, that was funny. And then as we left that show, we... I can't remember if we were in the car if we... No, we were walking... And somebody robbed a liquor store. And the streets were packed. It was like Sunset, right. Vine, Hollywood oh, yeah, area. That. Right where right where the Palladium is. And somebody robbed a liquor store. Somebody got shot with a shotgun. Jesus. In the stomach or something like that. It was something brutal. But there was just like so many people just, you know, shoulder to shoulder on the street. And everybody was like trying to scatter. But there was too many people. There was nowhere to go. Right. Pretty fucked up. And then, and then it was really difficult trying to drive out of Hollywood that night. But yeah. That's that's my memory of two thousand eight, <laughs> uh, October thirty first, two thousand eight. Was that the same trip that we all went to the Jimmy Kimmel show to go see Alkaline Trio? I think that was a different one. Okay. Yeah, but this one actually, they did a radio show, and you had to win tickets or something on the radio to be able to go in and meet them and hang out and watch them play a live song. And Laurie stayed up all night long on the internet trying to reach out to people to figure out, I don't know if it was like a forum or a group or a chat room or whatever, to find somebody who would take her. And she found somebody and she got to go and I was so fucking pissed <laughs> because she got to go meet them and get her picture taken. I remember those pictures of her. Yeah. I think it's still probably your profile. No. No, it recently changed. But before that one, the last one. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> there, there was something else. Oh, I was going to mention too, just kind of back to the Prop 8 thing. That Prop 8 actually passed in November 8th. It passed to re- basically repeal. Right. And then it had to go to the Supreme Court. Perfect. Where it was yep. like, you know what? You can't actually re remove rights from like a dis- disenfranchised group. You right. can't re-remove. So, and that's what, that was basically to, uh, uh, to very simplify. how that worked. To very simplify it. Yeah, there was like a, uh, an amendment on the books. I think it was like Amendment 14, something, some kind of amendment that was like basically like you can't re-remove rights from a disfavored group after you've already given it to them. So this Prop 8 would have re-removed rights that were recently given. So that's why the Supreme Court was like, nope, you can't do that. There's already an amendment that's been passed that says you can't. Good. So fuck all those people. Like just close the loop, put a pin in on that. Prop good. eight. Prop hate. I won't go off on my tangent of my anger of how that even got to be a thing in the fucking first place. Yeah. Well if you think about it, it was I didn't realize how quickly that, that was put into place. It was like June it was yes, yeah, same sex marriage is legal and then November it passed that it wasn't. You know, like that's like it's just a shoot few short months. There's one thought that I remember thinking around that time was, I just can't wait until this generation dies off so we just don't have to deal with this shit anymore. But unfortunately, I don't think it it matters. People are fucking hateful, awful people. And if they were raised to be fucking hateful, awful people who judge other people, that's not going to change shit. All you can do is be nice to people. You can't fight hate with hate. And as um, I've heard, it's uh, hurt people hurt people. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, try not to hurt people and just be a good person. Light will shine out the dark and all that fucking shit. But 
honestly, I just don't even have any faith <laughs> in humanity. Yeah, it's terrible. People suck. People fucking suck. And people are behaving so badly. Like, they're really letting their true colors shine in this past pandemic time, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, there's a lot of fucked up shit going on in the world. So let's be excellent to each other. <laughs> yeah, let's just stop being fucking assholes to each other. Let's stop getting mad and punching flight attendants and knocking their teeth out. No need for that. Let's stop fucking screaming at the grocery store clerk for asking you to wear a mask or whatever. We don't even have to wear masks here anymore. Well, technically we do, but nobody does. And they're finding other shit to scream at you about. Right. I have an idea. I know it's far-fetched. Start meditating. I know it's hard, and you don't know where to start. I didn't know where to start when I wanted to start meditating. I Googled it, and I started looking into it. And I tried doing it, and I got bored, and I stopped doing it. But you know what? At the end of the day, if you could just take 30 minutes a day to just sit in quiet and reflect and be thankful for what you have, you're going to be a lot, like, a nicer person. And actually, more like abundance and awesome shit will come to you because you're manifesting that shit. I love it. That's how to be excellent to each other. I love it. I'm going to manifest a fucking... The corporate downfall of America. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I invested in GameStop for that. Mm -hmm. Go down, bitches. I'm going to take your money. Um, Speaking of taking money, thanks so much, patrons. Hey, patrons, you're the best. We really love you. Super fucking cool. I can't wait till that retreat happens. We'll do the business side of it later on, after we've had three more bottles of wine. Listen, we're only on bottle one and (laughs) 17. And 400 mimosas from breakfast at We're the not Beatles. counting the mimosas. That was from the before time. <laughs> that was before noon. <laughs> All right, night, night. <laughs> uh, thanks for taking the time to head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Hey, thanks, guys. That's awesome. We, we're up to 46. Only four <gasps> more until we hit 50. Might do something special for it. Come on. We know you can do a it. A photo shoot, perhaps? Or is that really a benefit for me? <laughs> for you. We're real close to 100,000, so hopefully next week uh, we'll be celebrating our 100,000th play. Start playing this shit while you're sleeping is we'll, all I'm saying. We'll do a new giveaway, merch giveaway, for our 100,000. Oh, yeah, good idea. Let's make up a new design. We'll, we'll make something cool. On. We'll put it on the Instagram. And uh, if you have any stories that you'd like us to share... Go ahead and email them to fhgbadmormons at gmail.com. Check out our social medias. We're on the TikToks. We're on the Pinterest. Pinterest. <laughs> We're on the Instagram. I just learned how to do a reel on Instagram. Fan fucking tastic. <laughs> 2021, people. It's the year of the reel. <laughs> and thanks so much, as always, for listening to our show. We're going to keep making them as long as you keep listening to them. And if you stop listening to them, we might still keep making them so that Charlotte can play them at her funeral. 